0: You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to Conniechapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to episode 10 of Awaken Radio. This is actually the final episode for season one of this radio show and it's been a phenomenal first season for me. I've enjoyed all of the conversations that I've had so, so much and I'm really excited to bring you season two as well as I've learned so much uh, since doing this and really want to uh, improve where I can and bring you so much more value and um, and. And even more content through this platform as we move forward into future seasons. So I've got a really cool episode with you tonight. I'm going to be having a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Vienda Maria. And Vienda and I connected probably oh, feels like a few years ago now actually in Sydney when she was living in Sydney. Um, we connected through our blogs, you know, as you do. And she's a really um, wise and... Um, Incredibly interesting person and I'm really looking forward to hearing her perspective on what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is the Gypset Mindset. So just to introduce you to the ender, she is a lifestyle coach and writer who guides smart, creative professionals and entrepreneurs through strategically using their intuition and inner guidance to make real and lasting change in their lives for more freedom, more fun, more ease, more fulfillment and more happiness. Ender holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and her training includes level one Reiki, diploma in coaching and counseling and completion of several business and marketing courses. Her published works include co-authoring Love and Oneness from the Adventures in Manifesting series and the e-books The Gypset Recipe Book and Build Your Own Business blog. Vienda works with clients internationally and can most often be found on the coast of California, Australia or in the UK. And she's actually in London at the moment, which is where we're going to be um, where she's going to be calling in from and um, where we're going to be having a chat from. So I can see she's on the line now, so I'm going to bring Vienda on and we can get started with today's conversation.
1: Good Hi, morning. Can you hear me? Hi. you I can good, well, good evening. Good morning to you.
0: It's a good evening to me. <laughs> How are How you? you it's so lovely yeah. to connect. I know. It's been so long since we've actually chatted. Well, I mean, we've spoken by email, but actually had a conversation. It's so It's so nice to be here with you. Mm, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I just mentioned briefly that we were going to be chatting about the gypsum mindset. That's the topic for this conversation today. And I'm actually really intrigued myself to go deeper into this with you because it's something that's relatively new to me. It's a term that I, I don't know much about and I haven't heard much about the, this mindset and also the lifestyle that that is associated with it. Would you be able to share just initially a bit about what either the gypset lifestyle or the the mindset kind of is.
1: Absolutely, so gypset is a portmanteau word which combines the wilds of gypsy and the sophistication of the jet set. So it's just a play on words actually. And what the gypset mindset is, to be really, really blunt and specific, is that you can live life on your own terms. So you don't have to fit into a box or Um, live your life based on social um, rules or expectations. You can literally choose to live how you want to live. So that's what the mindset is about. Um, But it's easier said than done. Lots of people have a difficult time saying, you know, but this is what I'm supposed to do or how do I do things differently? And That's where the mindset comes in. So it's about changing the way you think about things and the way you do things and opening up your heart and your mind to possibilities that you might not have been open to before.
0: Wow, I really love that. And what comes up for me when you say that is really owning that we're the creator of our life and we can actually create it however we want it to be. Exactly. That's so true.
1: So for me, I mean, it came because I've been traveling you in Sydney, I was there a total of two and a half years, and that's the longest I've been anywhere in the past 10 years or more than that. And it was wonderful, and I love it. I love Sydney so much. But for me, I need to keep moving. That's just how I am, how I'm made. I have like this nomadic spirit, and people always ask me, How do you do it? Mm-hmm. And that's how the whole gypsy mindset. The program came together and, and kind of built itself.
0: Mm. Is that does it start off with? I mean, the way I would sort of feel, and, and I'd love because you know, I guess I, I feel like I've probably experienced this in, in some way, and maybe we can all experience it in different ways. Like for you, it plays out through travel and this lifestyle, but I guess it can also play out even if you are in the living in the same space, but you're approaching your life through this way, and so does it start with simply making that decision that you want to create something different? Where does it kind of begin for for people who... Where does that shift kind of begin? You're absolutely right, Connie.
1: It's This kind of lifestyle manifests differently for everyone. And I think Mm. the starting point for everyone is where they look at themselves and look at their life and, and ask themselves what is it that I really want? What is it Mm. that fulfills my sole purpose? What is it that makes me happy? I mean, It could be anything. It could be spending your days sitting in a park knitting if that's what you want to do. Mm. It's just about fulfilling what's actually true and real for you. And that question usually comes around when people look around and go, actually this isn't quite right or there's more to life than this and Mm. this isn't fulfilling who
0: I really am. And you've got to give yourself permission to then when you have that realization to actually act on it because would you agree that's where most people kind of wouldn't then pursue this lifestyle is they have this idea but the the feeling of what they really want might say quit your day job and go and travel or it might say start your own business or it might say something that at the moment their mind goes that's not possible for me.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just that it's not possible.
0: I think people get scared,
1: which is really, really normal. But I think that's the biggest thing. They go, okay, well, this person or that person can do it, but I can't do it because it's just too scary, or I have too many um, blockages, whatever it is, that are holding me back. Or like, my partner would never let me do it, or my parents wouldn't let me do it. Or, you know, there's so many reasons.
0: (laughs) And so for you, it's it played out through this desire to, and there's so many people waking up to this at the moment, this whole, I think, is it really based on lifestyle? Is kind of deciding, I guess, I mean, as you said, it depends what really comes to you and feels true for you. But I think from what you're sharing to me, it feels like it's really based on lifestyle. Like this is how I want to live my life and, and being open to then, I suppose, what shape or form it comes in.
1: Definitely. I'm personally really, really interested in astrology because I love the way that we as a human collective change and how that is also reflected in our astrology and things like this. And so we've just come into the age of Aquarius at the Mm -hmm. end of, no, middle December last year, which means that we moved from kind of sitting together in groups and looking for leadership to moving into a sense of much more individuality and listening to ourselves and expressing ourselves from individual forms. And so because of that awakening happening in people, the way we choose to live our lives changes so, so much. So instead Mm. where we would be like, okay, well, this is what I've been taught and so this is how I have to live. Now we're like, actually, this is my one chance at this life. So what am I going to do to make it the best life I possibly can?
0: Mm. Mm. It is. It's like that, I think many of us feel that inner stirring where something, you kind of mentioned it before, comes up inside and you start going, something doesn't feel quite right. And I'm getting the sense that there's something else here for me. And as you said, many of us are feeling it. And I love that you would describe it as this sense of individuality, of, of of us each kind of marching to the beat of our own drum rather than, as you said, kind of into these groups where we just follow kind of the path of what everyone else is doing. So it's really mm. about having the courage to be willing to be different, I suppose, to some extent and step outside the norm.
1: <laughs> Definitely, I think so. And I also think it's About being a little bit more playful and less serious. Like, let's have fun. Let's not take ourselves so seriously anymore. Let's actually do what we want to do and not feel restricted by what we've been told or what our grandparents told us, which was, you know, work hard for 40 years or even longer so you can get a pension so that when you're old, you're comfortable. And you're like, okay, so what did I actually live for? Can you please remind me?
0: bit about your lifestyle at the moment because I was always really fascinated I know as you said you love to travel and I know you've spent since I last saw you in Sydney you quite a few I think it's probably been years now you know all around <laughs> traveling around and obviously you're still supporting yourself and still running a business and doing everything you're doing could you just give us a little snapshot into your lifestyle that you've created for yourself by being willing to follow you know what is right for you and what you love? I'd love to yeah absolutely so when I left Sydney that
1: was in end of July last year so that's about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and since then I went I went from I traveled up to the Sunshine Coast and then from there I went to Portugal I used to work in international music festivals and so Mm -hmm. I was given a ticket to this five-day festival as a VIP guest because I used to work for them which was really special in Portugal and so I went this festival and from there I travelled up through Europe and was spent about six months throughout Europe and then from there went to Mexico and then travelled all around Central America and then I spent six months in the States and then about two months ago I came back to London. So London for me has been a base a lot of the time throughout my travels. Um, And how do I do it? It's really interesting because people... Ask me, you know how do you run your business when you're traveling, and how do you how are you productive and That's such an excellent question because I'm not exactly sure <laughs>
0: um,
1: it's I can't structure things. I just know, for example, every week I know what I need to get done, and often I'll just write out a list on my notepad. And those are the things I focus on. But because of the nature of traveling, especially if you're moving around a lot, I mean, right now I'm in one place, so it's much easier. But when you're moving around a lot, you can't really go, okay, from this time to this time I'm going to do this. It doesn't work. So you do it anytime, anywhere. And I I don't know, it just flows. I, I love what I do. I'm really grateful that I've created this lifestyle for myself. And it is hard work sometimes. And it's so worth it because I have the freedom of time. I have financial freedom and I have the freedom to just spaciousness in my life to do what actually feels really good to me. Mm. So back Mm. to being productive, I just, I just do it it means that you know if I wake up early and I feel like working I work and I'm really focused and I get what I need done I do not fool around on social media and I do not fool around searching for things I rarely read other people's blogs and things like that because I need to just focus on what I need to do and then go and enjoy my life
0: and I love what you're touching on about it's almost like this essence of flow because you're talking about non structure and I think that's a really cool concept that you don't necessarily need to be, you know, traveling to experience that or anywhere else because we're so rigid these days and we work when we feel we have to work rather than when we feel inspired to work because we're so overstructured and overplanned. And I love what you're talking about there because this is something people can bring into their life right now no matter where they are. It's more of that essence of flow where you're just in each moment knowing and trusting that what needs to be done will be done but you allow yourself to be guided to what needs to be done in each moment
1: exactly and i love what you said about trust that's the that's the key to flow the key to flow Mm -hmm. is trust trusting that what you need to get done will get done in the right time because most people panic that the things they need to get done won't get done. And in their panic, they create resistance. And comes the complete lack of joy and flow in allowing those things to actually happen. So when you trust that it will come, and it will, it always does. I mean, it might come in the most strangest times. But when you're inspired to do the work you want to do, it comes so easily and you produce really, really excellent, high-quality results as opposed to when you're pushing and forcing yourself through it
0: yeah and and to what extent does connection with your spirit and your intuition tie into that like i feel like i already know the answer but i i'd love to you know make this clearer for people because i think what you're describing really does have to be based on something deeper rather than our minds because our mind probably can't fathom this lifestyle that you're describing
1: absolutely uh i do everything based on intuition and spirit Mm. i mean there's there's no separation. And I notice that when I don't, that's when things get uncomfortable for me.
0: In what way? Like, for example, what would be an example, you know, if someone doesn't um, really have a connection and they how how could they start to see that maybe they're disconnected and they're, you know, the, the reason things aren't working is because they're out of that flow. Can you think of an example of when that's happened? That's such a good question. Let me try and think of it proper example I love this. when I ask you that and it seems so few and far between (laughs) it's hard to find an example I love that
1: (laughs) okay so um I was having this discussion with someone recently this girl okay so this girl wants to work with me on this project and she's really lovely and I really like her but whenever I think about the project and what we're working on I get this really weird yucky feeling in my chest And I have this dilemma because, A, I really like her and I'd love to work with her. But, B, I have a feeling that this project, or at least this timing, isn't right. And my dilemma here is that I know that if I told her, no, this isn't right for me or doesn't feel right right now, it will break her heart because she's just put so much of her energy and so much of her expectations on that, which is, which is her story. That's got nothing to do with me. But my story is that I need to find a way that feels good to say no, which I haven't done yet because I've got my own (laughs) little issues of guilt and, and wanting to, you know, make her happy, come up. So this is an example where I know that if I don't listen to my intuition, things will fall apart. But it's a dilemma because I also don't want to hurt her. But I know that I have to say, this isn't right, but I just have to find a really sweet and loving and gentle way to do that and a way that supports her. So giving an opportunity to do this project in another way at another time.
0: Mm. Mm. And I love that example because it demonstrates a little bit of the battle that probably you know most people experience and maybe is something that you're a lot more conscious of and I really get the process you're talking about but a lot of people have that the intuitive feeling comes up that says this either isn't right or you shouldn't be here or you should be doing that but then they've either got the process coming up around it so they've got an emotion coming up or some resistance to it or a story as you kind of mentioned in their mind that that resists it and I'm just really curious I mean I I kind of have my own process that I go through around that but is that for you a process of just giving it time and space and continuing to reconnect with the intuitive feeling and strengthen that and allow yourself to just feel and process the emotion what's your kind of um, how you sort of navigate through that mm.
1: I think for me, it's always a physical feeling. If it feels good, Mm -hmm. I'm excited, I'm full of energy, um, I want to talk about it, I'm thinking about it. Um, When it doesn't feel good, I kind of feel heavier, I feel sluggish, I feel um, uncertain, I feel like I don't want to talk about it. So those are the Mm -hmm. two sides. That's how I know. And then when I have that feeling then I try to shine my light on why am I feeling this. What is it that's making me feel this? And just by shining my light, I can usually just allow it to resolve. But sometimes it takes time. I don't rush my decisions. If my intuition's like, it basically, this is my rule. If it's not an absolute yes, it's a no. And you know when mm-hmm. it's a yes because it feels good and it's easy. Anything less than that is just a bit iffy and it's probably not a good idea.
0: Mm. that's beautiful and I love that you describe it as like a tangible physical experience because I think people sometimes try to understand intuition by thinking about it and then you're just using your head but when you get into your body and actually physically sense and, and ask yourself that question and then sit with what arises in you physically and that to me when we're talking about this, this gypsy mindset and lifestyle to me is that almost that moment to moment experience of just continue, continuously checking in with yourself and and seeing are you on track or off track and how you're feeling. I'm I'm guessing that's kind of what the experience is like for you.
1: Absolutely, Connie. You've got it spot on. You've really, really got it clear there. (laughs) That's so beautiful.
0: And how do you support people? Sorry, I know I'm firing a lot of questions at you, but I'm just so curious. How do you support people when they... Perhaps they're your clients or people sort of saying because I know there'll be people listening to this who they have the inner stirring and I see it with my clients as well and they've got feelings coming up of like they want to make a change they want to go follow their heart or they want to go follow their intuition and and that resistance and that fear comes up and I know you mentioned it at the start that that's what really stops us living in this way. Um, how do you, how do you support people? How do where where would we if we were, if someone was experiencing that at the moment, where would we start to support them with that process of moving beyond the fear?
1: The first thing that I usually do is get people to accept their fear because mm-hmm. the resisting fear is actually a fear of fear. That's the big problem. Mm-hmm. So resisting the fear is the problem. So the moment you go yeah you're scared and you're afraid and you're worried and that's okay actually that's really normal and in fact it's fantastic that you feel this way because that means you're at the trepest of being able to do something new if you weren't feeling the fear you will still be stuck in doing the same old stuff Mm -hmm. so I embrace fear and I encourage all of my clients and anyone who wants to change to embrace it and be like okay yes it feels scary it doesn't feel really, really good because it's something new, but it's actually just the energy shifting inside of your body which is also shifting your entire life. So fear mm. is excellent. Like it's got it's got this word has this connotation that it's something dangerous, but it's not at all. It's something to embrace and be like, okay, I'm scared. That means that I could do something <laughs> new now. Woo
0: I love that, and again it 's like bringing that a little bit more of a playful attitude to it um, and and I love that practice of acceptance and embracing it and 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 any of us would know that as as we go on this journey, fear never disappears it 's usually always there, but it 's a beautiful indicator that you're you know what, I reckon it's actually an indicator you're really, really following your heart because the more that you, you really dive in to follow your heart, the more that your head's going to come in with some fear to try to get in the way. So the bigger the fear, usually the more you're really on your path of doing, you know, what is really, really right for you. So it's beautiful to embrace that. And, and then in that moment to make the choice, you know, because I guess we once we've embraced it and we've accepted that it's there, we can either go, okay, well, cool, I'm going to continue to to go with that fear and just stay where I am and I know where that's going to take me or I'm just going to say, okay, that fear's there but I'm going to come back to the feeling and and just take that first step.
1: It's so true. And, you know, it's quite funny.
0: Often people say to me,
1: oh, you know, it's so easy for you. You can just do these things and la la But the fact is that I get scared every day. Every day Mm -hmm. I do something that brings up some kind of resistance or fear in me. And that means I am on the right track, like you said, Connie. It means mm-hmm. that I am listening and I'm following and I'm doing new things and I'm trying things that people haven't tried before, which means
0: like, it's a good thing. That's what the Gypsy mindset is about. Mm. And a big part of it is taking risks. I mean, I I um saw here on what you shared about the gypsum mindset that it's about taking risks to follow your dreams because so many of us are so risk averse and we try to avoid the risks but the risk like I can't even count on like how many risks I've taken over the past 12 months in order to leave my day job start up a business with zero business experience or background you know start working with clients all the different stuff that I've done so many risks and risks where I didn't know if money was going to come. I didn't know if I was going to be any good at what I did or, or you know, how things are going to work out. But, you know, taking those risks, I think that is is such a powerful foundation for it and for people to really change the way they see risk as well. I completely agree. And I think that you are such a fantastic leading
1: example of actually living this kind of way yourself.
0: Thank you, beautiful.
1: I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So are my you. Pleasure. I,
0: I my everything that you do as well.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful, and it's such a such a gift for both of us to be able to lead in this way and show people that it's possible. And we do take risks every day, but we also get rewarded highly for those risks.
0: How do you support yourself with risk taking? Because, for example, the the I feel like the biggest risk that I hear people come up against is the uncertainty and what you're sharing with this lifestyle and I know this is how you've just spent the past year and a half, you know, just going day by day, moment by moment, is is there's not really future planning and there's not really like, oh, it's okay, I've got the certainty to know there's a paycheck coming in in four weeks and I'm going to be here and this is going to happen. It's very much in the moment in the unknown. So that people have a lot of fear around the uncertainty. And so, what what's your practice that supports you? I know it's probably not even a practice anymore. It's just a way of being for you. But mm. do you do you feel safe in the unknown, or do you still have sometimes some fear come up around the uncertainty? Okay, so that's it's such a good question, Connie.
1: I I love the unknown. That mm-hmm. kind of that kind of it drives me. I love it. It makes me feel really good and excited. That's but sometimes awesome. <laughs> fears do come up. I mean, sometimes I've I've had a for for example, about six months ago, I was on a project and I just completely got dropped, and that mean, meant that my income that I was expecting disappeared. And I was like, okay, what happens next? <laughs> and the only thing I know how to deal with the unknown and this that scared feeling of like what's going to happen is just to come back to myself and meditating is such a fantastic practice there but meditating in every moment is that just as important as taking time out during the day to meditate I think they're equally as important so just coming mm-hmm. back to myself and to my center and when I come back to my center to this feeling where where um, the uncertainty disappears even though I don't intellectually have any idea what's going to happen next, I feel mm-hmm. completely whole and I know that everything is working out to my highest good in every moment.
0: Mm-hmm. It comes back to that trust again, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. I was mm-hmm. speaking to a friend of mine yesterday about you know, how do you deal with situations where you don't feel comfortable? And it's all about bringing yourself back. It's bringing yourself back to your center, to your heart, to your essence and to that source and spirit connection that we're all a part of. Because the moment we reconnect, all of those fears just disappear. And that feels Mm -hmm. good. I mean, it's kind of like a drug. You're like, yes, this is great. I want to stay here.
0: Mm Yeah, and the present moment too, right? Because the only time we really get freaked out about uncertainty is when we're usually in the future worrying about what's going to happen. But if you come back to the present moment, you're like, well, right now I have money in the bank. Right now I have a roof over my head. Right now I'm completely safe. You know, life is beautiful. Nothing's gone wrong. Why would I taint this beautiful moment now with all of this stuff in my head that's not even happening? And so I find... When I get really anxious or or I'm concerned about uncertainty in my future, particularly in running a business, when at the moment my business is nothing about it is uh, I can predict. It's very, you know, it's very... um, just flows the way it's going to flow and I kind of have to go with it. So I never really know exactly what's going to happen. But as long as I just come back to where I am in this moment, and as you said, that connection to myself to bring my attention inwards. And I'm like, right now I'm here in my room. I'm surrounded by abundance. I'm doing work that I love, you know, I'm healthy and well and happy. There's absolutely nothing for me to worry about. I just find coming back to the present kind of resolves all of that. Yeah, I completely agree.
1: It's, it's the solution and the key to everything, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's only our minds that will take us out and freaks us out.
1: <laughs> mhm, Exactly. And we've got to remember that we actually have control over our minds. Our, mal- our minds are wonderful tools. They're really, really useful. But sometimes they get in the way. They're like some cranky little toddler who are like, I'm going to do this and you just have to do and listen to me. And you're like, actually, no, my darling." You're going to listen to me. You're going to come back here and you just calm down and everything is fine.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the essence of freedom as well because freedom is our natural state and it's only our mind that blocks our freedom by telling us that we can't do something or that it's not possible. But when you just sort of sit with the possibility of what you want to experience and you don't let the limiting thinking come in, that's when you're really free in that moment, right? Like I feel my freedom is only squashed when I let thoughts come in that tell me um, that what I want or who I want to be or what I want to experience isn't possible.
1: Yes, exactly. But I also think that we can limit ourselves by creating expectations or dreams. Like it's really, really good to have a, a place to focus towards, but I think it's even better to be able to sit back and do what you love, and at the same time say, un- say to the universe, you know what, hit me with your best shot. Like, give me what you've got and I'll go there. Because I think that our imaginations and our minds are limited only by what we can see and have experienced in our lives. If we mm-hmm. open it up to endless possibilities, that shifts so much, which means that mm-hmm. there's much more space to allow in things that we could never possibly imagine.
0: I absolutely love that, and I really think that is the key to this mindset and this lifestyle that you're talking about. Because the minute you, you know, the minute you, yeah, begin to limit the possibilities of how it could happen, or place an expectation, as you've said, you've just ruled out all these other ways that it could come to you. But this is how, this is why this works, is because you're so open to however it's going to come, to infinite possibilities, that then. It is it can then manifest in so many different ways to support you and that that's really where the kind of magic happens. Absolutely, I so agree. <laughs> yeah, wow, I can really get a feeling of that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I've just looked at the time and I realised you've been chatting for half an hour. Can you believe it? That conversation went so quickly. <laughs> I know, it felt like about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love to see, do you have anything like finally that you'd love to share with people about this mindset or this lifestyle or this way of being that um that we haven't we haven't touched on around that
1: no look i just i felt like everything that needed to be said just flowed out so mm-hmm. beautifully from both of us and it's just been <laughs> such a pleasure speaking to you again connie i miss you i,
0: <laughs> I miss you do you have any time <laughs> to come back to australia at any point well, plans. as you I guess it's can imagine, long, long yeah, exactly.
1: As you can imagine, plans are not something that works much in my vocabulary. I'm planning to stay in London until it feels good, which I feel like yeah. it might be quite a few months. And I'd love yeah. to hang around Europe for the summer, but again, it's up to what what the
0: universe decides for me. Awesome, and I've just loved this conversation so much because it's so beautiful to speak to someone who is living like so congruently 110% what they're talking about because obviously you know this is exactly what you're living in this moment is our discussion and I just love I love that you've been able to share that with us so thank you so much such a pleasure thank you as well thank you thank you well we'll connect again soon beautiful lady I will talk to you soon. And thank you to everyone who's been listening this evening or this morning, if you've been in the UK. And um, I look forward to connecting with you all again on the next episode. Thanks, Deanda. See you later. Thank
1: you. Bye.
0: Bye.